0: And kind of going back to that first one as well, before you go into the, like the fun stuff, like what, what, what is the design of my logo going to look like? And mm-hmm. all this other stuff really figure out what transformation you're going to take your potential clients through. They're here. You want them to be here, figure out what those places are and how you fill that gap. Because without that, right. you're just going to be spinning your wheels, you're going to be pivoting a lot like I did. Um, so really, really, figure out, ask those questions. Where are my potential clients at? Where do they want to be? And how can I help them get there?
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of the Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight-figure businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. You ever need help with yours? Just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us, and we're always here to help. Now, today, we've got another great guest on the podcast, Evan Price. Um, Give you a quick introduction to Evan. So started in in the music industry as a a drummer and in a band at about 15 years old, Um, kind of uh, took over and uh, booked his own gigs um, as uh, people in the industry otherwise wouldn't do it because they thought he was too young or wasn't able to do it. And so took over, did his own venues, his own shows, his own booking, um, kind of became the music and band promoter, found he really enjoyed it. Um, so then, uh, as he was trying to kind of figure out what he wanted to do when he grows up, so to speak, or in quotes, um, you know, his mom gave him the the sage advice of, "Hey, you should, you know, you're passionate about this, so you're really excited. It does, uh, you know, it's something you would enjoy. Um, why don't you go after it?" So, kind of uh, in the mix with that, went and did some community college for a couple of years, did some general eds, um, worked at the movie theater, and then decided to pursue his passion. Also, I think in in, in the mix in there, also went to Columbia University, and then uh, did Chicago and uh, started his own business doing um or working with independent artists small businesses doing a lot of what he did with for his band when he was in the, a younger phase so hopefully that's a reasonable uh summary to a, a much longer journey but with that welcome on the podcast evan
0: Thank you, Devin. Appreciate you. Yeah, I think I think you hit everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, uh, I gave kind of that qu- uh, quick, kind of brief 30-second type of a run-through, but now let's go back a bit to earlier on your journey when you started in a band at 15, and tell
0: us a little bit about how your journey got started. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember taking a test, telling us, like, wh- which instrument we recommend, and they just they landed on drums. I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Ended up falling in love with it uh played in a jazz band uh ended up just starting a band with my friends just starting it out as a passion i had no idea it would not then become you know the music industry would become my lifelong dream so uh it was just really cool to jam with my friends no just
1: out of pure curiosity not really necessarily as much as a journey what kind of music did you guys do what kind of band were you guys
0: it was metal (laughs) all right (laughs) definitely slam on the drums and make some noise yeah absolutely yeah start we started off as like a lighter rock band and then slowly got closer to metal music um Mm. but yeah you know nobody was there there managing us we were just doing it ourselves and somebody had to step up and I guess I don't know if it was just the Virgo in me or something just stepped up I was like I guess I'm the manager now so (laughs) it just kind of happened and I found Mm. that I loved the management and just the behind-the-scenes stuff more than the, you know, in front of the scenes, <laughs> actually mm. playing. So I don't play as much anymore. I jam every once in a while in the studio or something, but I just really love the business side of it. That's really what's, you know, tickling my my passion right now.
1: So now, and you and mentioned it, it makes sense on, uh, definitely on the one hand, you know, you have uh, you know you you have a band you're 15 years old and so you're going you know trying to get people to book you or do real venues and all that doesn't necessarily work if nothing else because you know they think you're too young you you know you guys aren't a real band you don't know what you're doing so how did you kind of figure that out as far as okay other people won't book us we can't we'll have to do it ourselves how did you know and you didn't necessarily I don't think it unless I correct wrong you know you kind of it was I always imagine you're kind of looking around the room saying okay how are we going to do this who wants to do it and you're like I'll do it kind of a thing. So you rose your hand, not knowing that this is going to be a passion, but as you did that now, you know, how did you figure that out? How did you get into it? How did you actually, you know, get get to work and uh, make something out of it?
0: Yeah, I think mainly it was because a lot of the venues in our town were were bars and we just couldn't be booked there. So we only had one option at the time, which was this all ages, like a uh, straight edge punk club so they didn't have alcohol drugs on the premises it was really really kind of made for for, for kids who want to get into the punk scene and the the rock scene of sorts so it, it really made sense I, I became friends with the venue owner at the time and it was just like it, it there was no like raising of a hand moment it was just like I woke up one day I was like I think I'm the manager of this band that I'm in <laughs> um, but you know how I got started was I just figured it out honestly. Um, at that point I didn't know what I was doing at all. It was just, I, you know, got experience by gaining experience. I was just mm-hmm. like, you know, researching things online. I was, uh, when they grew past like the local bands, I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, the same, I'm booking the same bands. Like, let's try to get some bands we would love to play with. So mm-hmm. I'd go onto MySpace and I'd find their agents information. I'd call them and I would just say, Hey, uh, my name's Evan. I, I, playing this band we really um dig the band that you manage or you know book or whatever and i see you have an open date in between these two cities like Mm. i can you can stay on my floor (laughs) on the floor of my house (laughs) i'll get you some little caesar's pizza as a writer and Mm. um give you 200 bucks that's best i can do and started to you know gain traction and those bands started to get bigger and bigger and they just loved coming back so you know just gained experience just over just trying it honestly I think that yeah. you
1: know not to overlook it. that you know that's ingenuitive in the sense of okay you know we don't have a big budget we can't do it but hey we'll find some bands that we like or that are similar to us they have some time we'll offer to give them a few f- or a free place to crash and a bit of food and pizza and a little bit of money and I think that's awesome that you kind of you know it's kind of that trial by fire and since hey I don't know what I'm doing I got to figure this out or it's not going to work so you know I'll fake it till I make it I'll figure it out and And we'll you know see what works what doesn't work and and find some success so that's kind of cool that's how you got started into so now you you know so you can continue to do that you're you're working you know doing that through high school doing it with the band obviously going to high school as well you graduated from high school now what was that transition you know because I know that you kind of did you know you did some general eds I think it was the University of Columbia and you're also trying to figure out what you wanted to do so kind of how did all that transition work
0: Yeah. I mean, I, even when I was going through my gen eds at a a community college in my hometown, I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to save some money and get my gen eds out of the way. It's literally the same classes. Mm -hmm. So when it got to the point that I need to apply for quote unquote, real college or whatever, I was like, I definitely had that crossroad moment. I was just like, what do I really want to do? And that was the moment that you spoke of before. It's like, my mom was just like, you're literally doing it right now. Just continue <laughs> doing that. There's plenty of colleges. There's plenty of outlets to allow you to grow your your knowledge base in this realm. Just go for it. So there wasn't very many places that had music business. Um, all of the state schools were like, yeah, sure. We'll we'll." stick in the music department and you, you can take some business classes. I'm like, it's not really the same thing, but okay. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I went to, ended up going to Columbia college in Chicago. Uh, one of the very few places I found that actually had a real music business like department. So yeah, I transferred in uh, as a junior and went there for two years and got my feet wet and was able to see like, you know, the city life of sorts and see what the industry is like here. We had a bunch of internships and really was able to see outside of my, me doing it myself. Um, and it allowed me to see like, you know, some more entrepreneurs that were doing a similar thing for me. I, I that internships I, I took were not like record labels by any means. I wasn't getting coffee for people. I was like working side by side with these with with these people building their own labels or companies as well so I think that also inspired me to build my own stuff after
1: so, and now one question on that because I, I think it's interesting so as you're going through and you know both the general eds and then you say okay what am I going to do I kind of got the general eds out of the way I going to either drop out of school or pick a major or do something and then I think it was you know inspired your mom said well you're already doing it as you know that's what you want to do now did you, were you still doing your own business at the time, doing bookings, being in the band, doing other things, or were you more exclusively kind of going to school, focusing on the, the studies and that, or how did that, you know, what were you doing during that, that time?
0: Yeah. When I, when I moved here to Chicago, I stepped away from the band. I stepped away from the promotion company and I was just like, okay, now's my time to actually not just learn, you know, try by fire, as you put it, I'm actually going to learn. I'm going to really learn. So I had to step away from that a little bit. Um, the band replaced me and then they eventually broke up, you know, because I was the glue that held them together. Let's let's be honest. (laughs) Um, But yeah, even to this day, we're still very good friends. I, you know, grew up with those guys. So uh, it was bittersweet, but I knew that it was just my the next step of my journey to really just get get my feet wet in the industry and and learn more about the music business that I already uh, apart from what I already knew.
1: Well, awesome, and that, that definitely makes sense, you know. And it, it's interesting. I it's it's kind of interesting because I think there's a good mix of both. I, it probably is a good thing that you have the trial by fire figure things out because you know I've done both. I've done startups, small businesses. I've got the MBA degree, you know, that teaches you or at least teaches you gives you some skills on how to run a business. But there is no replacing it for that on this on the you know on the street kind of figuring it out, getting going on it. But there's also I think in there a good. Uh, good mix with having some of the educational background. So you really can kind of get it from all angles. So, so now as you're coming, you know, so you go get the degree, you kind of focus on that, give up the band for a period of time coming out of school. Then, you know, did you try and go work for the big labels? Did you kind of, you know, try and go do something else? Did you start your own band? Did you say, Hey, I'm going to start my own business. I already know how to do this or kind of, how did you get going as you're coming out of college?
0: Yeah. Um, the first internship I got, I, of course I came in as a junior. So I was like, I need to apply for an internship as soon as possible, because I'm a little bit behind already. Um, there was a portal that we could use within the college that helped you connect people. There were There's not a lot of labels here in Chicago, a lot of indie labels. There's maybe one. Um, there's one label I looked up to called Victory Records that was here, but nothing was really available. Um, but I ended up connecting with a blues musician in town. Uh, you know, Chicago is known for its blues. Definitely wasn't my cup of tea in terms of of music choice, but I was at college to, to get out of my comfort zone. So I was like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. Um, ended up being the best decision of my life. I was really able to see. So he was, uh, he was building his own label, his own publishing company. He was doing it all himself, very entrepreneurial mindset. And I looked up to that and he was actually able to show me, You know, the old school way of thinking, like he was still selling 20,000 CDs, you know, physical CDs at Mm. a time where like this was, you know, you know, putting the timestamp on it. This was when Spotify was just being created, like very new you know, it was like giving it away free memberships to college students type of thing. So the streaming was still up and coming. So it was kind of cool to get that knowledge base of like how he's really booking his own shows. He's, you know, he's charging five grand a show, selling CDs, um, tour in the world type of thing. So I was able to get a viewpoint that I don't think I would have gotten if I was just an entry level intern at a label. So Mm -hmm. I think that also helped me get closer to the decision of starting my own business, because I was seeing him doing it, and he was being successful at it.
1: No, and I think that's always, it's always nice to kind of have the mentor and whether or not they're doing everything correct, or they're doing something old school, new school or any mixture. It's kind of one nice to see how others have done it, been successful and how they built it. And to have that kind of person that can guide you along the way, or you can bounce ideas off with, or just, you know, commiserate with sometimes in other words. So, so now you get, you know, you get going on you say, okay, I think I can do this. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start building it. How did it go? Was it one where you were able to find a lot of people to sign, a lot of independent artists, so, you know, startup band or small bands? Was it difficult? Was it, you know, rocket ship to the top or kind of how did it go as you dived into doing your own business?
0: Yeah, I did a lot of work for free or for basically nothing um, because I was just starting. And I, yeah, I had the I had the degree, but, you know, the degree is one thing, but the real life experience is something totally different. And I understood that, especially it's like it's not a degree you know, it's not a law degree. It's not a doc, you know, I'm not a doctor. It's like more of a great. I have the underlying composition of like, what it, what all of this, this means in terms of royalties and things like that. But you really get that knowledge in actually doing it, especially when we think of branding, which is what technically our company is a branding company, music branding company. It's like, Mm. I just needed experience. So I worked with a lot of artists that I just Was passionate about. I love their music. I love their vibe. I felt like I could like add to it. So I worked with a lot of friends, a lot of people I saw in college, um, and just wanted to get experience as much as possible. So it was a slow, you know, it was a, I remember it being a slow build because I was just like, I want to work with artists, but I'm not really sure what this is. Is it management? Is it marketing? Am I branding them? So I, I definitely saw the business pivoting quite often, but mm-hmm. looking back, I don't regret it at all. It looks messy for sure, but um, I, I think every sell. startup
1: or small business looks messy. If you're to yeah. reflect back, very seldom have I seen a small, or startup or small business where they, are, they go the, exactly the direction they envision. Almost inevitably, you're going to have to pivot, adjust, figure out what works, what doesn't. So definitely makes sense. So, you know, so now you start out, you know, you start doing it and working for free, working for a minimal amount, getting the reputation, clientele referrals, you know, get, making connections, you know, so fast, you know, kind of fast forwarding through your journey a bit, you know, is that still where you're at? Have you finally got people that are willing to pay you Is you, still in the growing mode still in the, you know, kind of where, where did that all end up as you kind of pat, or, or
0: went through all of that uh, journey? Sure. I mean, I always say this, I feel like we're always in the growing mode. I think we've stopped the constant pivoting though, which is, which is really, you know, I can have a sigh of relief where I'm just, we know that we're on the right path now. Um, and yeah, we are, we do have active clients. Um, essentially we're coaching, consulting, uh, young independent artists that, love what they do, but they don't really know how to build a business around it. So we come in and we guide them. We give them a path based on our experiences. Um, so it's myself and three other coaches that are involved in the business. You know, before it was just myself in my college dorm mm-hmm. room. So I'm very, very grateful. I have an amazing team to, to, to back my vision and be able to tap into their specific um, expertise and bring that to artists. So yeah, we are, I feel like we're in a good groove nowadays in the past couple of years. We we found our, our rhythm.
1: No, and that's, that's great. And I like, probably no, no pun intended, but rhythm with music was a good play at worst. I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, so now you, so you can, kind of, that kind of brings us up to where you're at today now, you know, kind of looking six to 12 months in the future, kind of, where do you see things growing? Is it just kind of a steady growth and continue along just doing what you're doing? Do you have any future plans, expansion, contraction, mergers, acquisition kind of, what do you see the next six to six to 12 months looking like?
0: Yeah, so re- recently we, you know, built out this program. Uh, it's called the Lifelong Superfan Program, which is a very um, specific coaching, you know, curriculum, if you will. Uh, I think we're going to ride that out for a while. It's basically the foundation that we believe is important for every single artist uh, to focus on these four, you know, crucial elements. Without the, these four elements, you know, they're just going to be spinning their wheels, wasting money on marketing and things like that. So. Like I said, I definitely feel like we've found, found our rhythm, found our groove, and we're just going to continue to build that out and work with as many artists as possible. A one-on-one coaching, you know, in a, in a world of, you know, courses, it's just like, you know, it's course heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I think what's, I think what's missing in that is proper, you know, implementation. I think people are consume whether it's, a co- you know, you're consuming a course to learn about, you know. IP law or uh, financial stuff or music, it's like people will consume that all day and then never actually implement it. So I Mm -hmm. think that's why it's important to have, have a coach there or a a guide to be like, great, here's, you know, here's the things you can consume, but I'm going to help you along the way and give you accountability. Um, I always say this, you know, we are, we are like the personal trainer for your music career. Like I could, I could feed you courses and YouTube videos all day, but will you actually take action is the question usually mm. is no. So um, I feel really really passionate about what we've built here and the our, our clients are really happy with with how we're helping them you know learn things and also implement on them.
1: Well that's awesome. That's 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 a, that's a both a fun place to be in and, and a fun direction to be headed. So that that's yep. that's a, that's fun on your journey. So well, now as we you know, as we kind of walk through a bit of your journey and uh, even looking a bit into the future, we kind of reach a point where I always have two questions at the end of each podcast. So I'll jump to those now. So the first question I'll ask is: Along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made, and what'd you learn from it?
0: Yeah, i thought I've thought on this since you mentioned it before. I think for me, it was. You know, this was right before COVID. We, we moved out of it right before COVID hit, but it was getting a brick and mortar like office space. You know, I would always had it in my mind, like I made it. I've got an office. I got four walls that with my name on it. Um, I got a business card. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> focusing on those things before actually figuring out how I'm going to help people. Um, I think that's, you know, the shiny new object, like, yeah, the business card thing is a great idea. It's a great example. But I think that was the worst b- decision I made. You know, it was just like, you know, several hundred dollars for me to just get out of my bed, go there and work by myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I had in my mind, I was going to get interns. It was like, then the interns came and it's just like, well, now it's a full-time job just to manage the interns and figure out what they're going to do. So it's like, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Mm. So I think what I learned there is like, you need your product slash service figured out before you kind of, you know, polish it with all these fancy tools and, you know, a shark tank and you're (laughs) in your office or something. It's like none, all that's just fluff. And it just Mm -hmm. takes you away from the actual business itself. So um, yeah, you know, I, I like a lot of other people right now. I'm in my home. I got a home office. I love it. Um, I've been able to find a balance where a lot of people are like, I can't work at home because then I'll just do nothing. It's like, I've been able to find that balance as everybody else has during this time. Um, and I'm feeling good and we're saving money on rent and I'm able to focus on the business itself and not just the flash, if that makes sense
1: no it definitely makes sense you know and it's, it's funny because you know i do have an office but if you were to look at the office it's not like it's a, a bad looking office but it's far it's not immaculate it's not a downtown or in a high rise and that's kind of what always people think on a lawyer is oh they, they have immaculate offices it's adorned with wood and it's in the big building and it's you know middle of the city and it, you know shows success and yet I, i'm kind of with you it's like you know i oftentimes when you start on the business you focus more on the things that make you feel successful as opposed to that actually make you successful. You kind of, Oh, I've got to, I've got to get the, the big office and the employees and everything else. Cause then I, then I've made it and I feel successful. And then you find out a lot of times those are detrimental to business or they don't help it or they ha- or have increased costs and everything else. And it doesn't really help to, to grow and, and build a business, especially early on. So I, I like that as a, a mistake to be made, but also a lesson learned. So now we jump to the second question, which is, Um, If you're talking to somebody that's just getting to a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: Figure out again, kind of going back to that first one as well, before you go into the, like the fun stuff, like what, what, what is the design of my logo going to look like? And Mm -hmm. all this other stuff, really figure out what transformation you're going to take your potential clients through. They are here. You want them to be here. Figure out what those places are and how you fill that gap. Because without that, you're just going to be spinning your wheels. You're going to be pivoting a lot like I did. Um, So really figure out, ask those questions. Where are my potential clients at? Where do they want to be? And how can I help them get there?
1: Mm, no, I like that. And you know, one of the things I'll, I'll piggyback on that, because when I set up the, the law firm, you yeah, there are a lot of law firms, a lot of good law firms out there. But most of the time, lawyers are are terrible about thinking about the journey that the, the you know, the client actually takes. And it's much more just, hey, I'm going to give them good legal advice, I'll do good legal work, which is all important. I'm not dissuading that at all. But you don't really think of how do I get them from point A to point B? What is that journey? What does that feel like? You know, what information they need? When do they get confused? When do they need help and kind of how do i move them along so that it's one they get to from point a to point b but it's also a good journey along the way and i think that if you focus on that most of the time especially if you're in a service-based industry even really a product based industry but especially service you're going to be above the the, most of the competition because most of them they don't think i'm just going to provide them a service they're going to take it they're going to use it and they never really think about the journey so i i love that as as a as a, a, a takeaway for startups and small businesses Well, as we wrap up, if if people want to reach out to you, they want to learn more about your service. They want to be a client, a customer. They want to be a, they want to start a band with you. They want to be, um, they want to be an investor. They want to be an employee. They want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to reach out, find
0: out more. Sure. Um, first place is our website. It's artistcollect.com. Um, our business is called artist collective, but artist cost about $65,000. So <laughs> no, thank you. So artistcollective.com um, or, you know, Instagram, I live on Instagram. Uh, you can reach out to me directly. It's, uh, at AC underscore Evan and just shoot me a DM. Let's have a conversation. Uh, a lot of our services and how to get started in the program I talked about. It's going to be on our website, Got a cool video that really explains our philosophy and that foundation, those four elements. If you're curious what those four elements are, uh, head to that website and check it out.
1: All right. Well, I definitely encourage people to check it out uh, hit you up on Instagram, check out the website, do all of the above and uh, definitely worthwhile to find out more, especially if you're uh, in a band or if you're an independent art- artist and never need help on that journey. Well, thank you again, Evan, for coming on. It's been a, a fun and a pleasure to have you on. Now for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to share it, we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. Just get, go to uh, inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the podcast. Two more things as a listener. One, if uh, make sure to click subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out and two, make sure to leave us a review so everybody else can find out about our awesome episodes last but not least if you ever need help with patents, trademarks or anything else with the business just go to strategymeeting.com grab some time with us to chat and we're always happy to help thanks again Evan Have, it's been a fun, it's been a pleasure and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last
0: thanks Evan, appreciate you